0: Portions of Eye on Real Estate, sponsored by Hemp Leaf. We won't
1: put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body.
2: We're back, and before I introduce our guest, Jason Green, I just want to finish up a little bit on if you have a home with an illegal apartment. You can't list that as an apartment, okay, because it's illegal. Um, I remember back years ago, the people would pull out their refrigerators. If it's not a legal mother or daughter or a legal two-family If you're a buyer, know that even if they're renting it, you can't count that as income because somebody could turn you in and then you'd have to throw the tenants out. So if you're not buying a legal mother or daughter or a legal two family and there is an apartment in it that somebody's renting, and I can't tell you how many people are doing that, but just know that you just don't want to count on that income because... You know, if they find out or, or a na- you want to be nice to your neighbors because they're usually the ones that uh, tell you, turn you in and make sure your tenants don't park in front of their house. But remember, you just can't count on that. You know, it's a bonus, but it doesn't mean it's forever because if they're not legal, they can, if they find out, force you to throw the people out. Okay, and with that, I want to welcome Jason Green, who is the co-founder of Hemleaf. And uh morning, Jason, or close to afternoon.
3: Good morning, uh, Daddy. How are
4: you?
2: I'm good. I'm good. And you know, before we talk about all of the great things you've done, I just want to talk a little about since we're on real estate. Now, you grew up in, La- uh, in Massapequa.
3: I didn't grow up in Massapequa, but I live here now, and it's a great place right on the south shore, uh, being of beach and the stadium right across the bay. It's a great place to live and raise some kids.
2: Yeah, no, Massapeague was great. It's on the water. Part of it's on the water. Um, It's in Nassau County. It's centrally located. The beaches are close. There's a lot of shopping. There's a lot of stores. And it's really a wonderful place to grow up in. And I think the schools are great. So did you enjoy growing up there? Or do you you live there now? Where did you grow up in?
3: I grew up in Lake Grove. Uh, which is just shy of uh, the Smithhaven Mall, if you know, uh, Eastern Long Island.
2: Suffolk. Yeah, yeah, Suffolk of course time. I do. I had, I had real estate companies in Nassau and Suffolk for so long. <laughs> yes, I do. So let me ask you something, because honestly, I, I talk about your products all the time. And, of course, I'm intimate about real estate. I mean, I love real estate. I live, eat, breathe it. I've done it my whole life. But I'm also, into, I'm very, I really seriously, I'm a big cream person. You know, my my mom always was like, put cream on, cream on. And you had, back when, around Christmas time or maybe before that a little bit, had sent me yep. a uh, a package of the creams that you've developed. And, you know, I, as I say, and it's not saying it because it's, it's a commercial, I have tried everything, you know, I mean. Over the years, you just tried different products, and your product is really superb. And, it, you know, some of the creams that you have, you have to, like, rub it so hard before they absorb. They don't really absorb easily. I mean, yours is, like, just luscious and makes your fit, your skin feel great. Now, what made you, like, how did you decide to get into this business?
3: So or, have, or were
2: you always...
3: No, I, I, I dabbled in it a little bit, but I had a very good friend of mine, uh, Ray, who we'll will talk to later, um, who introduced me to a whole new world of uh, skincare and holistic skincare, using products that didn't have any chemicals in it, all natural essential oils. Pretty much as as the commercial says, you could eat the stuff if you wanted to, you know, but it, meaning that it's not going to harm you. You know, everything that you put on your body somehow makes it into your body. And one of the things that you said is, you know, it's a head-to-toe body care system. It's not just face. It's not just hands. It's not just legs. You can use our stuff from head to toe. We even have shampoos and soaps. And what's nice about our products is we're not using anything that you can't pronounce. Everything that's in there, you can pronounce. You can probably look it up. And it usually comes from an extract or a fruit or a vegetable or some plant that you can find.
2: So it's natural. And, and of course, there's a big a big push for today for people who want natural remedies, not only for creams, but for drugs. I mean, um, I was just asking uh, someone that I know about a uh, a natural remedy for the uh, some sicknesses. And there are so many, there are natural remedies. And whether they work or not, I'm not sure. You know, you'd have to try them and find out. But there's a big movement for that. And, of course, you know, sometimes the drug companies are very slow to move. So, uh Where, now, I I always tell people that they can get it online. So so where, you know, where should they start? Should they just get the cream? I know you're working on a lot of things that maybe you're not at liberty to say that are very exciting. They have me, uh, like, can't wait for you to tell us. Okay. So I know that there's a lot of stuff up and coming. But for right now, where, if somebody wants to order um, the cream um, or what would you recommend they start out with So and how would they get there's
3: it? There's two ways to answer that question. So the, the, we'd have a bunch of uh, creams, whipped body butters, and soaps. The first thing I would have someone try is probably one of our whipped body butters and then one of our creams. The whipped body butters are a little bit lighter. Um, when you rub them on, they have a little bit of an oily texture, but they absorb pretty quickly. The creams actually lock in moisture uh, into your skin. So when you rub it on, they absorb immediately lock the moisture in from escaping. So on a cold winter day, you want to put some of this cream on. And the soaps, most soaps that you buy, um, you know, they'll leave your hands dry and, and, and get them cracked, especially in the cold. Our soap is very hydrating. So after you wash your skin, you'll find your skin is very supple, soft, and moist. So that, I, I would start with either one of the body butters or creams, and then also try the liquid black soap.
2: Okay, and how does uh, somebody get that? And how do they how do they go to
3: our website? Uh, go to our website, you go to, our website, you go to w- your, dot, dot com and uh, mention your name at checkout and they get ten percent off.
2: I know. Okay, I know and it's great. But can you give us a hint? I you know, I I I, I love your creams. Is there any hints that you can give us without telling us of some of the the things that you might have?
3: I definitely can give you some hints. So we're working on uh, a variety of things, and one of the things that you mentioned that uh, I just want to touch on real quick is the holistic portion of it, being able to help treat, not not, not actually treat, but help uh, with illnesses that we have found using uh, holistic elements. We are part of a group my partner, Ray, uh, was trained under Dr. Saby for 30 years, and he was actually able to cure things uh, that you can't say publicly, but uh, things the doctor said that there was no cure for. So we uh, are going that as skincare. We're not actually going that for the internal, but skin care. So we've been able to help people with psoriasis, and acne, and all different types of things, skin issues uh, that a lot of people say you, you can't do. So that's what we're working at.
2: Well, it's really exciting and I love your products, and, of course, I wouldn't say that if I didn't uh, because my reputation is really important, and I have tried so many different creams. They're wonderful. You can get them. You want to repeat your website, and I will post that for you, but you want to repeat it one more time. And, again, if you're driving, I will post the website. So if you don't have a pen or you're driving, we don't want anything to happen to you, you can kind of look it up, and it will be there, the, the website. But you want to give it to everyone again?
3: Sure, no problem. It's com. That's H-E-M-P-L-I-E-F.com.
2: I have to tell you, it's great. I love it. I'm going to order more myself. I'm pretty much done with what the, your initial package that you gave me, and I, uh, I'm thrilled to use it. And one quick question. Now you're on Long Island, and, you, and you're on, in Massapequa, and your kids love it. How do you see the housing market on Long Island?
3: You know what, out where I am, the second they put the house up it's for sale, I'm actually looking at what right now with a row of cars that are lined up to see it today.
2: Yeah, that's really what it is. I mean, it and 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 we're going to talk a little bit about how to uh how to really grab those deals. There's not many of them around. We still have a shortage and the ones that are really good, they pop right away. Well, I Peter, I, I mean, now, uh, Jason, I, I want you to come back. Um, I'd love to talk to you a little bit more about some of the other things we discussed. And then I have some personal things that I'd like to ask you about. So I have sure. your number and I we can call you during the week. But let me tell everybody, uh, Hemp Leaf is just one of the best creams I've ever used. And so thank you, Jason. Thank you for the cream. And thank you for being on our show.
5: No,
3: thanks. It was good talking to you again. Thank you very much.
2: You're welcome. And that's the truth. I love creams. I have. I can't go out without putting them on. Um, we were talking about what's going on in the market, and I just want to tell you that if you are in the market today, there's some qualities that I think you really need to have to be an effective home buyer. Okay, long not too long ago, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, you know, buying a house was fairly straightforward. You'd schedule some tours or you'd call up and you'd make an appointment to go see the property. You'd make an offer. And by the way, when you make an offer, just remember this. When you make an offer, like if you say, you know, the house is 750 and you're offering 740. If the owner accepts it, Orally, but it's not signed and there's no money that's changed hands where usually I'd like to take a check from the buyer First of all, first of all makes you look more serious as a buyer But second of all if it doesn't fulfill the elements of a legal contract then it's not until you go to contract so you want to have an attorney and Steve's not on but I always want to say this that really gets that contract right away into contract because Somebody can outbid your offer, and there's not that many houses out. There's more than there was last year, but it's not an overflow. And those good houses really go quickly. So, if you want to be an effective home buyer, okay, you have to be number one, persistent. Okay, and when I say persistent, it means you have to make offers, you have to go see a lot of homes. If your broker calls you up and said something just came out, it's just on the market now just we just got it uh, maybe it's a pain in the neck maybe it's you know you just got home from work and you're tired make the effort to see it okay persistence now pays off more it always paid off but it, it pays off even more than ever persistent home buyers may still continue to find success okay and you can just if you're out there and you're out there and you're out there and, you, and then you know the market because what happens is when you find that right house, and I've seen this, that people, well, this is the great house, but now should we, shouldn't we, should we spend the extra money, should we, the owner came down a little bit, not enough. So really have those conversations beforehand. And remember, when you're buying a home and it's personal, you're going to live in it. Now, I'm not talking about investment property, which I will be talking about in the next couple of weeks because I do think it is really a good time to buy investment property. Um, Remember something. You really need to take your emotions and check them because sometimes if there's a bidding war, I watched it. You know, it's like one time I was on a cruise and it rained the whole time, so we had nothing to do because when you're on a cruise and it's raining, you're in trouble. So they had these art shows every single day on the cruise because there was nothing else to do, really. And um, we're bidding on I mean, the art wasn't even great or anything like that, but we're bidding on it, and I'm bidding on this piece of art because I have nothing really to do. And then there's people that I know, they're bidding over me, they're bidding against me. And we start bidding up, bidding up, and the the art wasn't even worth what we bid it up to. But, you know, it's the fact that you want it, and you want to have it, and you want to win. So I'm not saying you shouldn't stretch. I'm not saying you shouldn't put that extra dollar in if it's something that you really love. But make sure that I said beforehand, it's not only getting pre-qualified, which you want to do, because that's a plus for the seller. And it's a plus for you to know that you can get this money. But you also want to look at how you want to live. Because some people are very willing to like give up going out or give up going to dinner sometimes in the week and put that in the property, okay, and just really fix their property up. And some people aren't. And you don't want to end up having a home and then you're fighting all the time because you're not doing some of the things you want to do. So you've got to have... Unless you're buying that alone, you really have to have that conversation with whoever you're buying with it. So be, you know, be persistent, know what you want. And another trick that I tell people if you present an offer and it is rejected, they say nope, they accepted somebody else's offer. More than likely, I would say about 80% of the deals will go through, but some don't. So. If it's rejected, and you don't want to raise the bid, you can do what they call leave a standing offer. Say, I know you've accepted something else. You give it to the broker of the the listing broker, but I am I'm leaving this offer in. If they change their mind at any time, or something happens with the first offer, let us know, because you know I don't want to say everybody, but there are people that put three or four offers on different houses. I've seen it. I've been in the business a long time. And they'll put like three or four different offers on three or four different houses. And sometimes, so so obviously they're not going to buy three or four. So they're going to drop out of a couple of them. So if you don't get your offer accepted, you know, I know that's upsetting. But don't just walk away. If you really love the property, leave a standing offer. Say, look, I hope your deal works out. Okay, you always want to be nice to the seller. Okay, uh, answer the broker. I hope it all works out, but I'm going to leave a standing offer and just go for you know, in case it doesn't. And sometimes you just can get lucky, and something goes. The first, uh, the the first offer doesn't get accepted, or maybe uh, they found a different house, or or they didn't sell their house and they thought they would. So, leave a standing offer. That's a little tip that I can give you, that I think you should know. Keep your emotions in check because that's important. Okay. Okay. Successful buyers don't take rejection personally. If your offer is not accepted, it's not about you. Okay. It's really about terms and things that really the owner wants. Now, if you're close in an offer, you know, and maybe, and I, you know, I've seen this also, where the or, you know they're not going to take an offer that's a lot less just because they like you, but if the offers are very close, I've seen. People say, you know what, Dottie, this offer is a little less than my top offer, but I met that couple, and they have kids, and they look like they love this house so much, and I want them to have the same joy and happiness that I have. It doesn't happen all the time, and I'm not saying it's going to happen for millions of dollars, but sometimes a lower offer, that's not much lower. So when you're in the home, if the homeowners are there, don't say too much. Don't criticize, you know, and you, you can ask questions, okay? Uh, but, you know, you, when you're walking around the home, I always do it. I say, oh, gee, you know, oh, you have a picture of a hockey player. Your son's a hockey player. Well, my brother was a hockey player. Or have a nice rapport because it never hurts. It doesn't mean you're going to get it, but it never hurts. Be open-minded, Okay. Don't say, and whether you're a seller or a buyer, like here's a seller. And don't bring me any offer that's less than this number. Wrong. Don't answer that way. Listen to all offers. You know, some nationalities, some people have to negotiate. They'll feel like if they gave their first offer and you accepted it that they did something wrong. It doesn't mean they won't come up. So don't ever tell your broker. Broker that you will not even hear an offer listen to all offers we're going to be right back I think we are coming up to another commercial break be right back you're listening to I Am Real Estate I'm Dottie Herman being here and talking about real estate
6: Okay, Mr. and Mrs. Local Business Owner, do you get calls from multiple digital marketing firms trying to sell you the quick fix to your marketing challenges? Maybe you bought the latest tactic that some hotshot sold you and you're wondering where your results are. The problem is, you know you need to market your business, but trusting a partner, well, that's been a challenge. Our solution for many local business owners is through our digital marketing solutions, Salem Surround. Salem Surround is unique because we're based on the same guiding principles that Salem Media is. We actually care about our clients and we're accountable to our results.
4: Attention AM 970 The Answer listeners. Meet and greet with beloved host John Katzimatidis until 2 p.m. today at Ferryhawks Stadium. John will be signing his new book, How Far Do You Want to Go? And while you're at the ballpark, stop by and get to know the Ferryhawks new manager, Yankees World Series champion Homer Bush. That's today until 2 p.m. at Staten Island University Hospital Community Park, home of the Staten Island Ferryhawks.
0: This is Dennis Prager inviting you to join me for an extraordinary travel opportunity that will be the highlight of your year, maybe a highlight of your life. Mike Gallagher and I are headed back to Israel this October for the Stand With Israel Tour. Join us along with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours, as we uncover important geopolitical sites and show you Israel's significance on the world stage. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com to register or call 855-565-5519.
2: This is Dottie Herman, Vice Chair of Douglas Element and host of ION Real Estate on AM 970, The Answer. Listen, I've just discovered a new line of skincare products that I have to tell you about. I've tried many products that have been on the market for many years, and that's why I'm so excited about Hair Leaf. The Vanilla Passion Skin Cream is soft, and the scent is so calming. The feel on my skin, well, it's just amazing. It's not at all greasy, and I can feel my skin really plump and perk up. The black soap, while it may look less than inviting, was the most amazing surprise. It was smooth and creamy and makes my skin feel very soft and hydrated. And let's face it, skin, good skin, is important. I'm really looking forward to trying the rest of the product line and sharing my thoughts with you. I would never put anything in my body that I wouldn't put in it. I wouldn't put anything on it that I wouldn't put in it. Um, Visit them, and you can get this at www.hempleaf.com. That's www.h-e-m-p-l-i-e-f.com. And if you answer the word Dottie at checkout, you'll receive a 10% discount.
1: Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman.
2: We're back. And I say the one of my uh, friends and one of the best, most knowledgeable real estate managers and uh, all just real estate junkie runs like so much for Douglas Elliman. We're really good friends, but his whole family's in real estate. They have the real estate in Italy. And I, he's always so, has always so much to say. Alfred Renner. Okay. Who is a friend and he's the managing director of sales at Douglas Elliman. Good. Oh, well, good afternoon, Alfred. Hi,
5: Dottie. How are you?
2: I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm in Florida at the moment. And, uh, uh the the, the the it's off the wall great places you know are selling off the wall and i guess with the pandemic because uh people are debating on you know what the work week is going to look like uh whether they're going to have to go back three days or four days uh people well, you know are sometimes buying two homes or pierre tears uh and, uh, or if not buying, they're taking a little vacation and doing, because you can work a lot, You can, a lot of people can work out of their homes a little bit now, so uh, I see a lot of New Yorkers here that are, you know, it's not a big quick flight, it's a quick flight, so they're going back and forth here and there, but Alfred, you know what, I, I you, you, the beginning of the show, I made a tribute to New York City, because as we both know, if you walk through the streets of New York City two years ago when the pandemic first hit us, and New York City was certainly hit hard. I, I was telling you, there wasn't a car in the street. It was like, oh, I was entering the Twilight Zone, okay? And now I'm getting calls from my friends. We can't get a rental. Can you help my kids? We're lo- what's, what's the state of the market, and how well do you think, how, you know? And don't you think that from where we were, we've come a long way?
5: Well, let let me just first say that the fact that you're in Florida and I'm in Southampton and we're doing (laughs) your radio show is is obviously the new way people work because I actually miss going down to the radio station and sitting in the booth with you.
2: (laughs) Yes, I know, I know. But I'm going to do that again. It's just that I'm not there. Okay, And, and also, you know, it's always like, you know, you don't have culture, you know, you don't have the same culture but you know what i had the time this year and i did but i'll be back and seeing you in the office very shortly Uh, but alfred you and your whole family i mean like it's not only i mean look this is what you do for a living you're one of the best uh, people that run the company that i know you're so knowledgeable but this is not only in your business you your whole family loves real estate your sisters are in it and don't you have property in italy or things of that nature
5: uh, yeah, two of my sisters have um uh, residences in Italy. Uh, one is in the process of doing a whole gut renovation and the other one finished a gut renovation. And just before starting this at 11:30, I was at a, a a construction site where I'm renovating another property. So I had to leave I had to leave the window people <laughs>
2: to come Oh, back thank and make sure you, I- Alfred. Thank you, thank you, time. thank you. But um, give us but the state yeah. of the market. Give us what's going on in New York City.
5: Well, I'm going I'm to do my best because things changed in the month of February. I would tell you that towards the end of the year, towards the end of 2022, the number of contracts that New York City was signing was on a decline. So January for New York City was not very good at all in terms of the amount of business that was transacted, fully executed, signed contracts. Now, let's move into February, where we closed out. February was the best month in eight months. Wow. So there was a jump. A whole new set of buyers came into the marketplace in in December, they started looking process in January, and they fully executed contracts in the month of February. And like I said, it was February was nearly double the amount of business in January and the highest month in eight months. So so what does that tell you? Um, you know, you can conclude a lot of things out of that. Now, one of the things that has not changed in that period of time is the amount of inventory, Dottie. There, it, I know there, It has not increased. It's not like, oh, in February, the, the amount of inventory doubled. It did not. And that's one of our biggest problems. And that's actually usually what holds back or is an indication as to the number of contracts that will be done, regardless of the market conditions. When there's more inventory, there are more transactions because there's more to choose from. I think what happened is that, um, you know, people would, took a pause. And to uh, take in all the, the activities that are going on in the world, the rising interest rates. Right. And people wanted to, um, you know, that's creating pent-up demand. And people want to move forward and need to move forward with, with their lives. I think if, we, if we've learned one thing coming out of the pandemic is that you don't want to put your life on hold any longer. No. Um, and so people are needed to move forward. That meant lit selling. Buying and the same is true for both Brooklyn and Manhattan. So when I I say New York City, so it jumped, Um, but again the inventory did not jump. And what also what I'm saying is there was no indication of any increase in discounts on the properties. The typical discount from the last asking price for February was three percent, which is no different than what was in January or the previous month. So not like all of a sudden sellers are like okay i'll take less for, less for the property i think what happened is buyers made the decision we need to move forward with our lives we have to choose from what the existing inventory is
6: well
2: that's true and i also think um that if you go back to 2020 2021 whatever everybody was leaving everybody was moving they were afraid okay and if you compare if you compare Years to two years that were an anomaly, they weren't real. I think you've got to look at 2019 because the pandemic, everyone moved. And by the way, 75 you know, I have it from Zillow 75% of the people that were in New York City continue to look in New York City that are searching. You know, they're not looking to move out because there really is no place like New York City. But when I, when I, but what I do see, which I think is great. I see a lot of young people coming to the market.
5: Yes, a lot of young people are coming to the market, and they see Manhattan as an opportunity to bring them all together to be with their hang out, basically to hang out with their friends. It's almost like a continuation of being at a university, Um, and that's that's what has helped bring a sort of a new thriving energy into Manhattan. Our younger people that have have just recently entered the workforce. The other thing that has changed is that there are less shares with rentals. Um, And that's because a lot of people are working remotely so they need the the additional workspace in the apartment so they're not sharing as much as they used to. Uh, But young people coming into Manhattan are coming from all over the country because they can work remotely.
2: I know, but you want to hear what I, I, again, I just read that The biggest amount of searches, and this is searches, it doesn't mean there was actual waste from Philadelphia, if you can believe that, okay? But let me ask you, because, you know, you know that everyone used to say before the pandemic, oh, bring us a buyer from a foreign buyer because they assumed that they had a briefcase that would be filled with cash. (gasps) Okay. yeah. Um, Remember, oh, bring us those foreign buyers. They have a a briefcase of cash they're going to put out at the closing table. Um, Now, during the pandemic, it was no one's fault, but you couldn't travel. So that was out of the question. Um, And even with less foreign buyers, uh, we still have a a pretty robust market. All my friends say to me, listen, my kids, they want to live in New York. Um, Do we see foreign buyers starting to come back a little bit? You know.
5: You know what? what, In a in a normal, healthy market, we were used to about twenty twenty three percent of the transactions. And by the way, that's mainly condominium purchases, not co ops. Um, We're used to seeing twenty to twenty three percent of the purchases by foreign buyers. That obviously dropped tremendously. And that has not yet increased in any great numbers. It's been hovering around 7%. But I am aware now that we may have the Chinese buyers coming back because they're now able to travel. The challenge for them is always figuring out how to transfer funds. Right. Uh, but they always seem to figure out a way to make it happen.
2: And on that point about a transfer of funds... Okay, that also the, the Chinese government put, re- this is before the pandemic, put restrictions. I mean, they saw all these people buying stuff in, in the U.S. and New York City, and they're like, oh, let's keep the money in China. So they, put, they made it more difficult for them. And that was before the pandemic. Um, we'll finish talking about that because you know what I want to ask you, what hints you have for people who are looking to buy in the city now? What should they do? What what advice can you give them? Because I know it's tight, and so many people are asking me about that. We'll be right back. You're listening to I Am Real Estate. I'm here with, I'm Donnie Herman. I'm here with Alfred Renner. As far as I'm concerned, one of the top guys in real estate in New York, Brooklyn, and the Hamptons.
6: marketing your business is hard it's so competitive and getting new customers is as hard as keeping your existing ones we know it because we're a local business too so when it comes to marketing your business and getting new customers we know how to do it our digital marketing firm Salem Surround is built to create customized solutions to your business not your competitors just you. Reach out to us at salemsaround.com and we'll work with you to create those solutions that will increase your business and bring you new customers. salemsaround.com.
4: Attention AM 970, The Answer listeners. Meet and greet with beloved host John Katsimatidis until 2 p.m. today at Ferry Hawk Stadium. John will be signing his new book, how far do you want to go? And while you're at the ballpark, stop by and get to know the Ferryhawks new manager, Yankees World Series champion, Homer Bush. That's today until 2 p.m. at Staten Island University Hospital Community Park, home of the Staten Island Ferryhawks.
0: This is Dennis Prager inviting you to join me for a memorable travel opportunity that will be a highlight of your life. Mike Gallagher and I are headed again back to Israel in October for the Stand with Israel Tour. Join us along with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. We'll visit key sites in the Holy Land, thoughtfully designed to give you unprecedented access to a region you may have only read about. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com for details. We'll uncover important geopolitical sites and show you Israel's significance on the world stage. You'll set foot on the ancient streets of Jerusalem, sail the Sea of Galilee, pray at the Western Wall, and much more. We'll have guides specifically for our group, Lavish Accommodations, and I will even broadcast my show from Israel. No other trip will be like the Stand With Israel Tour. Come with Mike Gallagher and me this October. Register today. Call 855-565-5519, 855-565-5519, or just go to StandWithIsraelTour.com, StandWithIsraelTour.com.
2: This is Dottie Herman, Vice Chair of Douglas Hilleman and host of Ion Real Estate on AM 970, The Answer. I just discovered a new line of skincare products that I have to tell you about. I've tried so many products that have been on the market for many years, and that's why I'm so excited about Hempley. The vanilla passion skin is soft and the scent calming. The feel on my skin is just amazing. It's not at all greasy and I can feel my skin just perk up as soon as I put it on. The black soap, while may look less than inviting, was the most amazing surprise to me. It was smooth and creamy and made my skin feel soft and hydrated, and that's what you want. I'm really looking forward to trying the rest of the product lines and sharing my thoughts with you. I would never put anything on my body that I wouldn't put into it, not that I want to eat it. Um, so if you want to try this, visit www.hempleaf.com. That's www.hemp, H-E-M-P-L-I-E-F. And if you mention my name, they'll give you a 10% discount. And really, the skin, the skin cream is amazing.
1: Continuing with Ion on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Ion on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman.
2: We're back with Alfred Brennan, the managing director of sales at Douglas Elliman and one of the no- most knowledgeable guys that I know in real estate. You can ask him anything, and he knows it. And really has a family that I call the real estate family because they're all into real estate. They all love it. Um, And they've all invested wisely. And one of the shows I am going to talk about in the next couple of weeks is how you can become a millionaire in real estate because let me tell you, I'm sure, Alfred, you've seen this. I've seen these people that bought real estate for years, nothing great, nothing totally over the top. We're not talking about only a twenty two million dollar house, which everybody likes to hear about, but that's not really the average. Okay. And I've watched them over the years, you know, do refinances, take some money out and buy another and another. And really, I think if that's all I would have done and I and I you know, I, I, I think that, you know, the these these people really have made so much money. So I'd like to also talk eventually and Alfred I'll have you back as investing in real estate also not only for your personal use but investing in it because look at the rentals I think I read Alfred that New York City is the highest place in the country people are paying those rents and you know what when people say what price can I get well you can only get what somebody's willing to pay so obviously people want to be there or they wouldn't pay the rents
5: I (laughs) You know, Dottie, this there is a there's a a lot of money to be found in cities, and cities just draw people that have a, an enormous amount of money, and some of the starting salaries now for graduates is well into the six digits. So, people in the six digits of income can can afford, you know, the rents that are there. It that has softened up a little bit. Um, whereby, you know, there used to be lines of people for one, one apartment. Now there aren't the lines, but there's still, there still is a, a, a shortage of, of rental units. But it's the city. It's especially where people begin their careers and uh, begin their lives, and they're going to invest. You know, when, when you're younger, um, depending on how risk adverse you are, you take more risks. Because if you take the wrong direction, you can you have time to make up for that. A-
2: absolutely, absolutely. And that, I think it's good.
5: People, you have to do that. If you know, if you want to live the American dream, at a certain point of your life, you have to take the right kinds of risks.
6: But, Alfred,
2: on that, that is why you have to use a good broker who's knowledgeable, who is not from another state, okay, or another part of the country, who knows New York City, who knows the, the, if you're doing a, a, a co-op, a, the boards knows what they look for, uh, because, you know, it's challenging. You know, it's challenging. And I think I'm really happy because I see so many young people coming back to, you know, going to the city, and that's where they want to be, as you said. Uh, And they're older now, you know. They're usually a little bit older when they buy than they did years ago. Uh, And they love it. And I think that the city needed that. I think, you know, I love Time Warner. I remember when I started Douglas Element, Time Warner was just being put up. And they're Mm. like, oh, my God, oh, my God, look at this. It's an inside shopping center that's, that's enclosed. And I thought to myself, because I'm from Long Island originally, I thought, well, it's like a mall, basically. But it was new to New York City. Uh, so they have a lot of new things. But now I see so many young people, and that's where they want to be. Uh, there's no place like New York. And I think that when people got away from New York, some of them missed their families and wanted to come back. Or some of them got used to New York, and I, this is my opinion, but I always say New York is a good example of how the world should work because I've been to a lot of places, but New York is one of the only places I've been where you could be anybody, you could dress any way, you could walk around nude for all they care. Okay. (laughs) I mean, really, I mean, and everybody's accepted. I mean, nobody... You know, nobody really, like, you know, if you walked around in some places, like some of the people walk out or like that, what is it, that uh, the cowboy, the nude cat, I mean, they throw you out. New York is very accepting of everyone, okay, and they let everybody in, and there's not any, like, you know, oh, you know, this guy didn't dress right. You know, everyone does their thing, and it's a very accepting city, in my opinion. I, I, I feel that. Anything
5: that's, else? That's, that's very true, Dottie. It is a very accepting city. It gives people an opportunity to immerse themselves in a mixed culture and energy unlike anywhere else in the world. It it is unique in in that sense. I mean, you can you can walk down the block and hear twenty different languages being spoken at any given time, which is wonderful. Um, so that's, you know, people come from all over the world and they contribute to the, the, the color and the glamour of New York City, um, specifically, let's say, Manhattan. Also, you know, if you take sort of a bird's eye view, Manhattan today is a, physically, the infrastructure is a much better place than it's ever been before. The transportation system is amazing. The subways that they've opened up, the bus services, you can go everywhere with your, with your um, um, phone. To pay for everything with your phone, no more putting coins in boxes to get a ticket to get on the bus. I mean, that's gone now. So you can move through the city very, very quickly with your with your iPhone or your Android. Um, and you don't really
2: have to have a car. I mean, you really don't. You can save on your car. I mean, I mean no, and and bike I mean, lanes.
5: You know, so there's there are bike lanes all over New York City. It it is the best infrastructure that it's ever it's ever had. Um, there's still a lot of construction going on, a lot of conversions of buildings. So for anyone coming in today, they are going to see a new energy, a revival in, in New York City. Now, with that said, Manhattan is a very small island, if you think about it, Dottie, right? Physically, it's a very, very small island. But it's very interesting that price points will vary tremendously with the island. Now, one of the hottest areas, especially for uh, smaller properties for younger people, is the West Village. You can easily spend well over a million dollars for a tiny uh, one bedroom apartment that still needs work, okay, because it's in the West Village. You can get a similar property on the Upper East Side in the six or seven hundreds. That's how much of a price difference there can be. And you're still on the island of Manhattan. So in terms of value, you know, people can easily look in different, different neighborhoods. And again, that's where working with the right broker comes into effect. You know, when you, when you buy a house in a, in a known neighborhood, you can do a lot of online searches and find out what things sell for. And then maybe the houses and the development aren't terribly different in terms of um, features. But when it comes to vertical living in Manhattan, There are so many differences from floor to floor and unit to unit, and you're not going to get that off of public websites. They will never have the level of intelligence that an experienced real estate broker will be able to share with a potential buyer. You want to have a broker going to represent you and share with you. They'll know if there's going to be construction across the street that you're going to have to live with, or you may be, because a good broker knows how to find out an error what what a line windows so there are so many nuances that i would never ever ever work in with buying uh a property especially in manhattan without using an experienced real estate broker
2: oh no it makes all the difference it makes all the difference and then of course there's air rights you want to know if i'm paying for view does that building next door to me have rights that they can build on top that you know there's so much to know um and there are so many good brokers, but you really want to find a really good broker. Um, but I think Manhattan has really, I really say hats off to it because we did get hit so hard, and um, it's back, okay? And it's back, and, 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 you know, I think, you know, to all the young millennials who are, uh, I say to them, well, if you could get away working three or four days okay, in the office and two at home or and then have seven weeks of flex time that you could work at home or the office, then you're smarter than we were. Okay. okay. Uh, because we work seven days and seven nights, and I used to go to those classes for balance, like, oh, let's, you have to have a balanced life, like so much time for work, so much time for – well, I don't know. My, 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 my life never was balanced because there's times you really have to just give 150% to the business. There's times when you maybe you have a little spare time and you can uh, spend a little time. So you have to kind of balance it. And, you know, brokers really have hard, hard jobs. I don't know. You know, I love Frederick. I hired him. And I was saying in the beginning of the show, he's a great broker from Douglas Elliman. His team is huge and he is really good however i don't know how many uh negotiations did you do for millions over the phone in 5 minutes
5: <laughs> well you know that's a tv show Scotty. <laughs> it's a tv show <laughs> you don't have time well i'm telling
2: well i'm telling everyone you know you need somebody who knows how to negotiate it's not like millions you know it doesn't happen over the phone in 5 minutes so you need a great broker who also knows how to negotiate Alfred, you have to come back on. Okay, we love listening to you. I love you, Alfred, and have a great weekend. Love you,
5: Zadi. Thank you. And we'll
2: see you guys all next week. We'll be with you next week.
1: The preceding hour of programming paid for by DTHY Realty Incorporated. Portions of I on Real Estate sponsored by Hemp Leaf.
0: We won't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body.